We continue this morning with our sermon series, Pictures Jesus Used. We've looked at foundation and we looked at family. We looked at treasure, bread, water. And this morning, uh, we're going to look at light. Light. I would like to read to you uh, this morning also from John 8. Uh, and I'm reading from verse 1 to 12. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commands us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write in the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with a woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now. And leave your life of sin. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I'd like to read that last, that last verse uh, again. Could you go back to that last verse? I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. And then we're going to read um, from John 12. Then Jesus told them, You are going to have light just a little while longer. Walk while you have uh, the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. And then from Matthew. Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And this is our word for this morning, and we thank God for this word. So I don't know if any of you um, know what these things are. So in the old days, they used to use matches. Okay, and we still use matches. And so with matches we light a candle because 
uh, that's, you know, any of you got any of these in your home? Any of you do, that do not have, can you just put your hand up? Because, <laughs> and then some of you might have, uh, any of you got any of these, one of these? Eh? Just myself, in each bathroom we have one of these. Um, and then maybe some of you have got these magneto lights. Eh? I think a lot of you have one of these, or maybe a couple of these. And I must say, this company must be doing extremely well uh, because they uh, they should be they should be giving the church 10 percent um, so it's either on on one or and you can you can set it as you as you want hey? and then maybe you've got one of these uh, worth one of these okay those battery lights so when the electricity does go down at night you can just plug you know put it in and for two hours you know or so you do have uh, you do have light. Um, in the last six months, have any of you used one of these products? <laughs> it's amazing what light, that we need light. Like last week we spoke about the water, but we need light hey, to be able to see. Because uh, uh, Jade was saying that she bumped her toe. My dad, okay, lives in George. And he, uh, they don't, I bought him one of these magneto lights. And he too bumped his toe. And my mom had to take him to, uh, to the hospital because his whole toe had split open because he never, he didn't, they didn't have a light, uh, to see where they were going. All right. So often we find ourselves without, sure, light. And so often we, this, this, this energy thing or this, this load shedding, uh, it gets us down. My, um, my, for Lent, I promised I, I would not talk about electricity. Okay. That was my, that was my, that was what I was going to give up and what I have given up, uh, to, for, to prepare myself for, for Easter. But because it's Sunday, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to vent, I'm allowed to vent on a Sunday because of electricity. So there's a young boy who goes visiting his auntie and the load shedding hits and he says, um, and it's very dark in the room and he says, auntie, talk to me. I'm frightened because it's so dark. And the auntie answers. She says, what good would that do? You can't see me. The little boy answers, that doesn't matter. When you talk, it becomes lighter. See, Jesus is the light. Jesus is this amazing light. Today we read about, about this woman who's been forced to come and stand in front of Jesus. She's forced to come and stand because she was caught in adultery. And Jesus sits there and he's probably saying, you know, I don't have time for this. <laughs> why, why should I be dealing, not with a woman, but 
These Pharisees want to catch him out. You know, they they want to catch him out for a specific reason. And I could just imagine Jesus, and he writes there, he's probably writing the names of all these people that are standing in front of him, or all their girlfriends. (laughs) He's probably, he knows you and he knows me. (laughs) He knows what we are able to go through. And so when the light does shine, it shines on all kinds of things. When Jesus is the light, he shines on the evil of this world too. When Jesus is the light, he exposes things that are not right. And we, when, when, when the light shines, we are able to see those things. When we see those things, are we able to talk about those things? Do we actually stand up and actually do something about those things that are not right? So often we don't. And I myself am probably guilty of that. I always pray, open my ears to hear, Lord. Open my eyes to see, Lord. Open my heart to feel, Lord. And open my mouth to speak about these things. And so Jesus sees these Pharisees. And the light, I'm sure this woman was hopeless. Ever felt hopeless? Ever felt that you had no direction in life? Ever felt that you were seen to be a nobody? I can relate to this woman 100%. 100% I can tell you that in my life there were times when I felt hopeless. When I had no direction. And I can see this woman just standing there. And she's standing there with her, with her head bowed down because she's in Afrikaans, they say scum. She's, she's, you know, she's shy. She's, she's, she's disillusioned, hey? She's alone. And that's what darkness does. Darkness does a few things in our life. Darkness brings about evil. Darkness brings sin and death and destruction and isolation and despair. And I can just imagine that this is what this woman was feeling at that time. And Jesus says, hey, you guys, if you have not sinned, then throw the first stone. Because Jesus knows that they're there to do something that towards him, because the light goes on. And then he says to her, later he says, where are your persecutors? And she looks up. There are none. See, Jesus knows the things that are happening around us. And when his light shines on those things, we are able to see that. Not just that, but Jesus gives the hope to the hopeless I've told you the story before about when I was 40 years old, I had to move back to my mom and dad because I had nothing. I had lost everything and I felt hopeless. I felt like, like, I felt so bad, okay? That when I sat with family, I would, I would, I would sit with my head down. 
because I thought people looked down upon me. You know? Because I felt worthless, useless, without direction. 40 years and you have to go back to your mom and dad. That's not easy. But I can remember driving to my mom and dad who lived in Burland Park in Mossel Bay. And I'd never been to their house, but on that, uh, so I needed to go stay with them. I had two dogs, my Kia Rhea and my, my, my clothes in the back of my car. And I phoned my mom and I said, hello, Ma. She says, hello, my boy. It's late at night. She says, when are you coming? I said, I'm on my way. I'm in Mossel Bay. I've just taken the turn off. I said, How do, what is your address? She says, I don't know what the address is. I don't know. I can't explain to you how to get to my house. But when you come to Boerland Park, where you turn left to Diaz and right to Boerland Park, you give me a ring again. And I get to that, that, that robot and I phone my mom. And my mom says, my boy, she says, Ralph, just look out the window. And I look out the window on the right hand side. She says, look out the window and look up. And right on top of the hill, my mom has got the lights of the house going on and off like this. On and off. And she says to me, Ralph, just follow the light. And that's the most amazing thing that has happened to me. Because my mom was my light. Literally. And I could follow that light and I could get to her. See, when Jesus is in our life, He shines that light. And we're able to see that light. No matter what darkness we are going through, be it health issues, be it finance issues, be it family issues, be it lack of sleep, whatever it is, okay? I can assure you that Jesus gives you that light. That light to see. He gives the hopeless hope. And He gives us direction. Where to go? He, he tells this woman, he says to her, sin no more. That's direction. He's saying nobody stoned you, but what you're doing needs to stop. I can just imagine how she must have felt. Can you imagine? I can because I was there. I'm, I, I was there when my mom put on that light. That direction. So, okay. Ten years, twelve years later, I'm standing here telling you the story about my life. See, the light that Jesus offers brings holiness. It brings goodness. It brings knowledge. It brings wisdom and grace and hope and life and growth and freedom and God's revelation. Because that light that Jesus shines, who is the light, is for you and for me.
everyone included. Nobody excluded. Everyone included. When Jesus was on the cross, we know that Jesus was there when creation started. We know that he helped create earth, light and darkness. And when Jesus died, there was a certain time when light disappeared, where it became dark, when they took him off the cross. They thought, this was it. It is finished, this claw. And they lay him in a tomb. And then three days later, they come to check, and Jesus isn't there. For he rose again. See, the darkness did not win. But Jesus' light, who is the light, he won. And he won for you, and he won for me. So wherever you at right now, whatever difficulty you are facing right now, know that there is light. God's light, Jesus' light, is for you too. Let us pray. Lord, we know when your light shines, when you shine in us, we are able to, Lord, just be the light for somebody else. You know each and every one of us that are here today. You know, Lord, that sometimes there is darkness that takes over. And sometimes, Lord, we, we struggle to see the light. We struggle to see tomorrow. But we come before you right now, Lord, asking that you shine over us today. That you lead us. That you guide us. That you love us. That you just revitalize us so that we too can be a light on the mountain for somebody else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.